Welcome to the You Need More Money podcast. I'm your host, Matt Monero, where I come to you each and every week. Today, not from my studio in Dallas, Texas, but from my friend Rick Sapio's office in downtown Dallas. Rick, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Matt. Love being here. Listen, y'all, this is a this is different. Rick and I, um, the reality is my relationship with Rick has been somewhat secretive in my business career. Um, and I'm not exactly sure why. I, I, I can tell you, Rick, that in the beginning of our relationship and my introduction to your program, Business Finishing School, I didn't want to share the information with people. I was very secretive about it. I didn't tell my friends about it. Even for the first boot camp that I went to, if you remember, I didn't bring any staff either. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to keep this stuff for myself. Um, and what a, what, a, what, a, what a selfish thing, wasn't it? Well, first, it took about two years for you to trust enough to come to the event. And we had had about four. And then you said, hey, I signed up. I said, you signed up for what? Two years later. You said, I'm coming to the boot camp. I said, great. I didn't even believe you. And then you came alone. I said, where's your staff? Yep. Where's your staff? And then I've, I've come with staff. And then last one, I came with my boys. And so... The, the topic of today's podcast is what the F is business finishing school. What is this thing that has made such an incredible impact on my business and my life created by you? Um, and I want to talk about it on the podcast. And then if what we talk about resonates with the audience, I want you to come to our September event. It's in Dallas, Texas. We'll get into the reasoning of why it's in Dallas, how it's run in Dallas, all that stuff in a minute. But it's going to be uh, September 28, 29, and 30. It will start on a Friday at about 3 o'clock, and it will end on Sunday morning at about 11 o'clock. So you can fly in on Friday morning, and you can fly out on Sunday afternoon after your mind is blown. So, Rick, let's give the definition of what business finishing school is. Awesome. So I am in the business for the last 25 years of investing in other companies. We've invested in more than 120 businesses through our funds or as a direct uh, investor in our holding business, our holding company business. And, you know, in going out into the marketplace and looking at thousands of companies over the last 30 years and doing it with my own company the last 25 years, I noticed patterns that a very small percentage of companies used. These were patterns based on long-term principles of business, as simple as that. It's no different than patterns that are based on long-term marriages. And we decided to take all of the patterns that we saw, we created modules internally. It's 48 modules, but 12 of them are the foundational principles of business. And we decided what would be the best name for a product like this. And it's really about people that want to have a great business, so we call it the Business Finishing School. So it was founded because I was really, I really felt sorry for the business people that were banging their head against the wall year after year after year. And then every once in a while, you'd run into a business where the owner was cool, calm, collected, great employees, great income, great legacy. Uh, sellability. Sellability. They're getting huge <laughs> offers for their business. So I said, this has got to stop. 
I have to teach these principles to the to to the world. And selfishly, we wanted to do it because we wanted to invest in the businesses that yeah. actually apply the principles. So that's how this started ten years ago. Mm. We've had thousands of people to our boot camps and in our online program since then. So, what I think the magic of business finishing school is, which as you and I know each other, is really the magic of your mindset as well, is that it's totally different than what the world is being uh, shown. The world is being shown Lambos and Jets and must grow fast and must have personal brands and must be flashy and all of these things and then I come to business finishing school and you talk about the three principles of business finishing school which are also the principles of your life which just stopped me in my tracks and said wait a minute this is such a counter message to what I'm seeing every day on social media and every day in the in the the um, seminar direct mailers that I get and let's go there for a minute Simplicity, probability, probability, and leverage. Mm -hmm. And they mean what? So simplicity is all about having the simplest personal life and the simplest business life that you could possibly have. Probability is all about every decision you make, both in your business and personal life. Let me just link that for a moment before I explain it. I do not want to do business with people that have a simple business life, but a complex personal life. I want to do business with people that have simplicity all the way around. So everything that I'm talking about applies to both your personal life and your business life. So simplicity is about keeping things as simple as possible. Probability is every decision you make should be a decision that increases the probability that you hit the desired outcome. And in business, the desired outcome should be creating a scalable, sellable, profitable, sustainable business. Something that somebody would offer you big money for at some point. I didn't say you have to sell it, but when you have a sellable company, something that someone would write a big check for, that's easier to run than the other type of company. It's no different than your personal life. I talk about this with my wife all the time. We have four young kids. And I say every decision we make should increase the odds that at 18 years old, they're independent, entrepreneurial and self-sufficient that's what our goal is isn't that everybody's goal but yet i look at families and they make decisions that are the opposite of that how do i create dependence forever and it's shocking to me that these two very simple things simplicity and probability people don't do and then the last thing is leverage look we're leveraging technology right now we're leveraging mm -hmm. facebook uh, but leverage to us is levering time through rhythms Levering systems through larger companies. Levering people by way of having solid systems, clear values, a clear purpose for the business. Leverage is all about getting things done that wouldn't get done. So let me give you an example of leverage. I use this all the time. People always want to, what is leverage? When I met my wife, uh, we've been married 12 years now, so we met 15 years ago. I said, honey, it would be easier for me, rather than trying to figure out when we have date night, can we have date night every Monday night? She goes, yeah, how long do you want to do that for? I said, forever. <laughs> and so she's like, well, that's 
okay, yeah, forever. But now that we're 15 years in, it's the babysitter knows, the kids know, the employees know, the staff knows, the restaurant knows because we go to the same place. <laughs> That's leverage. You don't have to go, hey, you want to go out this week? When are we on? Next week? We need a babysitter. And think about that in your business, levering through rhythms, having the staff meetings at the same time, having the marketing campaigns at the same time, having the emails go out at the same time. McDonald's became McDonald's because they put systems in place so that a 16-year-old can open in the morning and close at night and everything gets done in the middle. And the owner never has to make a fry or a burger. Right. Ever. So one of the things that draws me deeply to business finishing school is, is one of the concepts that we have actually on the board. It's a quote that you, that you define the program by, one of your beliefs, which is, we believe you must radiate consciousness around what you want instead of reacting to what comes to you. I want to read it again. We believe you must radiate consciousness around what you want instead of reacting to what comes to you. That concept is the exact opposite of the life of most people in business. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are reactive. Every day is this series of new problems. And over a long period of time, I fell into this trap, we become addicted to those problems. And we therefore cannot plan, we cannot think, we can't get quiet time, we can't focus on superpower or the big few one or two things that we should be working on in our businesses because we have allowed ourselves to just get caught in this current of the urgent. Every decision in our business is urgent. And therefore your employees end up knowing that about you and therefore they get to bring every minuscule problem to you. It's terrible. It's horrible. It's, we don't live in a world of the haves and the have-nots or the gap between rich and poor. I think it's a gap between those who understand their purpose and their values and have a calmness to them and those that react to everything and have a, a total, like almost like they're on quicksand every moment of every day. And this guy in the background is Superman. Superman is the business owner or superwoman. That all decisions have to go through me. My name's on the door. It's my business. You don't understand what it's like. Could you imagine some of these wealthy business owners that you know, <laughs> they start a business and now they live in Italy and their business is run? Could you imagine them being that way? No, they set it and forget it in a sense. And you can do that. Anybody can do it. You're in the process of doing it now. We're, 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 we're moving through it. I was Superman. I loved being Superman. I didn't know there was something other than Superman. My mentors and my learning of business told me that you must, that the business cannot exist without the owner's thumbprint on everything. Mm -hmm. And it was so wrong. I never understood that a business could run itself without the owner being involved. You understood business that way from the very beginning. In fact, your stance has always been, why would I ever want to have to run the businesses that I'm involved in? Right. I was the exact opposite. Why would I want to be removed from the business that I run? And that was so wrong. It was almost like you were asking me, why do I want simplicity, probability, and leverage? What does that mean? Why would I want that? And the reality is, even in some when we first met, I don't know, was it five years ago now, uh, you were going to introduce me to some people. I really want to connect you with this person and this person. 
I go, no, I'm really not interested mm-hmm. in that. I, I, you know, I don't want to fly around in private jets. I just want to build businesses. Mm. And you didn't get that. You were no. like, I was brainwashed. And I, it, my point to the audience today is, listen to me carefully. I love a lot of the guys that you're listening to. I love Cardone. I love Frizella. I love Milet. I love Vaynerchuk. But I'm here to tell you, there is a missing component of what they teach. And what they're not teaching is that a lot of the stuff they are teaching will keep you in your business. The reason you're in business is not to stay in your business, but to eventually remove yourself from the business so it can run on autopilot so you can do all the other things that the, the, the tokens that the business spits out allow you to do. If you remember only one thing, I would like you to own, not operate. Own, not operate. When you own, that means you could go to Italy for the summer with your family and rekindle the relationship with your spouse and kids. When you operate, that means you got your head down and you're not having fun like Matt and I are today. The only time (laughs) I ever see you um, with sort of burning cycles is when you're working on really big things. There is, you're never chaotic when it comes to the day-to-day operations of your businesses, ever. The only time it ever, chaos ever drips back into your world is when you're just sort of putting, dotting I's and crossing T's on this big thing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Well, I think you and you're doing it now is, I would like to suggest that all of you have a business and a life of design, not of reaction. And so I've had 25 years to create a business by design. Mm -hmm. But even in the early days, you weren't, you weren't a tactician in your business doing everything. Never, right? Mm -mm. It just wasn't part. You saw business differently than 99% of us see business. I want to talk about something that was, was in, in this presentation up here. A great quote that says, growth rarely happens without isolation. It, yeah. Let me rephrase. Growth rarely happens in isolation. Growth rarely happens in isolation. And I'm, I'm watching that slide today in our, in our telethon, and I'm saying to myself, well, that isolation is a unique word because um, I feel like I'm growing. At least I'm attempting to grow a lot. But I often feel isolated in the growth and you have to immerse yourself in content whether you have to travel for it most of the time you do um but you have to be around like-minded people otherwise true growth isn't really happening just listening to someone on a podcast or listening to a uh, a snippet on social is not really growth growth is immersion into content yeah I love the story about, you know, learning to speak French. I use it as a metaphor all the time. My niece studied French for 12 years. And the first time I took her to Paris, after 12 years of in-school learning, she didn't know anything. <laughs> well, you went to the restaurant, right? Yeah. And, and you said, order me something. I was so happy for her. She's like 25, and she's in France for the first time. And I'm like, order me something. And the waiter comes over, and he's bop, 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 bop. And she's looking at me. I go, why are you looking at me? Look at him. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what he said. I'm like, 12 years. And it's just like in business. You're in business 12 years. But if you never immersed yourself in learning the foundational, Mm. 
principles of business, you're no different than my niece in the restaurant. Yes, she she was in the classroom of French, just like you're in business, but she never immersed herself in French. She never talked to people that were from France. She talked to books. She was mm. isolated. Mm. It's a perfect analogy for what we're talking about. So one of the things that I learned in business finishing school and I put into place right away was the creation, you call it a catalyzing statement, which is different than a mission statement, mm -hmm. and obviously the core values. And those two of the three things, the mission statement and the core values, became the tenant of our torch. The torch was when we blew up the business in 2015. I didn't care if it went to zero, but I was going to rebuild it on mission statement and core values, and I was going to institute the principles of business finishing school back into my business. Uh, I don't know whether it's harder to do after the sort of genies out of the bottle, right? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, because one of the benefits I had in the torch was I had money. And so if it went to zero, I, I had money to survive, right? That is one of the reasons why so many people can't torch their business is because they have to have the chaos just to pay the bills, right? Mm -hmm. And so it is easier in the first round, maybe going, getting out of the gates. And it's easier deeper in the business when you have it. But the challenge is whether you have it or not, you have to do it. And so one of the things that we did together was the creation of the core values and the mission statement, which then gave me the line in the sand that said, I'm going to be relentless to these things. That means I'm going to be relentless with my veterans who buck the system. I'm going to be relentless to the bad apples that I got. And I'm going to be relentless to the new people that we hire because they have to understand what we stand for and therefore what they're signing up for. Can you talk about this importance of these catalyzing statement, the mission statement, and the core values? Yeah, so we have something called the business frame, which is a permanent thing in a business. So the things that you're mentioning shouldn't be the flavor of the day or the flavor of the month. Your, your purpose statement for your business should be permanent. The purpose statement leads to a catalyzing statement. You could Google my name, Rick Sapio, and TEDx. I did a talk called Purpose 2.0, which is about catalyzing statement. But basically, a catalyzing statement is a statement that emotionally connects to everybody in the marketplace and all of your stakeholders to get everybody on the same page. It's like when Volvo made, they didn't make great cars until they decided to build the safest car in the world. And think about that. We build the safest cars in the world. And it enabled Volvo to become an also-ran to one of the best car makers in the world. Or when FedEx said, when it absolutely positively has to be there overnight. So that's a catalyzing statement. Um, when you get your frame down, which is purpose, catalyzing statement, values, and then business strategy, we don't have time to get into that. Uh, but it, it might be good to say now, we're doing our 14th business growth summit in September. Yep. Uh, the website is BFS, stands for business finishing school, BFS. Summit.com, yep. BFSSummit.com, uh, and Matt always tells me the price is too cheap. Uh, the it price is, for June is $597. If you won't spend $597 to improve your business, don't come. We don't want you. Yeah. We, will, we will ask you not to come because it's deeper than that. And here's what's really, really important about Business Finishing School is that you are so relentless to the principles of Business Finishing School that that you do not open the content at free will. Your stance is, I want you to sign up for the program. It's a four-year program. 
and I want you to absorb the information with your staff, with your family, with everyone, one module at a time. Because what we've learned, and I've seen it as well, those who skip around, those who look for the flavor of the day, that's they're in the current of the urgent, so I need to go watch this video on hiring to solve my problem. You're missing the entire point. This point is, this is a system that works if used. It's a system that doesn't work if not used or if used improperly. Yeah, about that, you know, people say all the time, can you give me all 48 modules at once? And they take a long time to absorb Even the gentleman I co-founded the business with, uh, it's taken him a long time to bake the modules. I, I call it baking. You have to be baked in. But why are we like that? Because everyone that's listening probably owns Rosetta Stone. Where is Rosetta Stone? Where are those CDs? <laughs> well, I know there's three different languages in my closet. <laughs> None of them have been opened, by the way. But if Rosetta Stone said, for one month, all we're going to focus on is action verbs in the language that you're going to learn. The next month, we're going to focus on subjects, nouns, etc. The next month, we're going to link those two, and we're going to create three-word sentences. The next month, we're going to focus on, you know, whatever, learning the days of the week. The point is, you would learn. But when they just give it to you in a box, like most programs, nothing's going to happen. So our goal was really to have you use the materials. And one other thing that you, you zapped in on, by the way, that's... The, that's a really cool computer right there. <laughs> um, we turned my, our conference room into a tech center. Uh, I have learned this about business, and you've learned it too, Matt. The, people generally don't make this, the same mistake twice. They don't make the same mistake twice. They make it 10, 20, 30, 40 times the same mistake. <laughs> so one of the things we force you to do is not make the same mistake twice. So Look, here's the, here's the, here's the reason that I did business finishing school. First, I trusted you, but it took me a long time to enroll, a couple years to go. Dumb. Should have done it sooner. But most importantly, I visualized my future, and I said, I cannot see my life, a guy who has a lot of potential and talent and capability, I cannot see it with this anchor called my business around my neck for the next decade. And, and I just, that was enough for me to say, I'm going to change it. And then I began looking for it. Where am I going to get it from? That's how you and I even became friends. How do I move and meet people that are of, 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 of a higher altitude and frequency thinking? And then it brought me to business finishing school. And literally the, the first session that I went to, I just raised my hand and said, count me in. This is it. This is the program that I was looking for. And I was relentless to following the steps. And the end result is that our business, when I started business finishing school, was doing 100 million bucks. And we started the torch in March of 15. So we didn't get a full calendar year of reduction either, though, right? But, but it hurt us. We, we had a $30 million reduction in funding. And this year we'll do at least 160, 170, maybe 180. And by the way, we have a few weeks that if we were to annualize the fundings, we'd do 300 million bucks mm. for the year. I mean, it, this could be a 200 million dollar year for us. A mm. hundred. It's the mo- we had a we had a like a, uh, almost a seven million dollar funding week last week, and we only had one deal that was problematic. We used to do you know, 
$1 million funding weeks, and 50% of the deals were problematic. Mm -hmm. The people didn't know when the handoff occurred and what to do once we handed it from sales to operations, what operations was supposed to do, what sales was supposed to do. It was madness. Every deal was madness. And only one deal last week had problems. Wow, that's a really good stat. And when you look at our staff, you're not, they're not, guess what? They're leaving at five, right? Previously, you know what? Everyone had to stay till seven o'clock tonight, which created all this mess in their families, right? They had to go home and call their, their mom or their husband and get rid of the kids and do all this sort of stuff because the company was such a mess. Now they leave, one operations person leaves at four, the next one leaves at 4.30, the next leaves at five, and they leave at five. Wow. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. So my point is, think about this very seriously. You know there's chaos in your business. You know it's causing you headaches and agita and sleepless nights. You know it's hurting your marriage. You know it's hurting your relationship with your kids. And you know, if you really look at it, that you're not making as much money as you should. And it's cause, that stress is causing you literally physical ailments. And I'm telling you to fix it. So here's the thing. It, it just occurred to me watching you and what made you successful. And I, I know all of you are probably thinking the same thing, but you're coachable. You're open to learning more. You're, he's constantly seeking new information. He's not arrogant. But what I find with most people is that you're either a knower or you're a learner, but you're not both. It's very hard to be a knower and a learner at the same time. And a knower is somebody that uh, there was a recent accountability group that was started. We like to form accountability groups that are weekly, and I've been in a weekly accountability group now uh, since 2005. And they come to the group as a new member, like, oh, I know all this. Why do I have to come every week? And you're like, great, thank you. And they're like, thank you for what? Thank you for letting us know your values. You're out. (laughs) (laughs) And so if you're listening and you're not willing to change from a knower to a learner, this isn't for you. This is for people that truly want to learn how to put foundational, foundational principles into their business so they can accelerate growth and free up immense amount of time, thereby focusing on important relationships. And it helps you get the best out of the people that you're surrounded with because that chaotic employee that we all have, they are not running at optimum speed or optimum potential or optimum output. They're a mess, too. Mm-hmm. And I believe the magic of entrepreneurship, Rick, as I know you do, it's everyone thinks the magic of entrepreneurship is being the entrepreneur, but it's not. It's the, it's the tentacles of being the entrepreneur that really fuel the true entrepreneurs. Yeah. I love the quote. It's an old Chinese quote, and it says that true leadership is when the person leaves, the people will remark, we did it ourselves. <laughs> and... I don't uh, have a jet. I don't drive a nice car. I actually have a nice GMC uh, that's about six years old. I'm all about making things effective and efficient with a high probability of success. And I don't want to cloud my life with a lot of toys and all that stuff. Now, I'm not saying you have to be that way, but I know why I'm here. I'm here, as my purpose is, is to inspire entrepreneurship. And to me, entrepreneurship is running a successful business, having a successful life, having great relationships. Spreading the word. Spreading the word and passing it on to future generations. I, I think very much generationally. So Yeah. All right, buddy. 
I know we took up a lot of time. We got some more calls to make. We're doing a telethon. We're, we're getting uh, previous members from Business Finishing School to come back. That's what we're all doing in Rick's offices today. Uh, BFSSummit.com, September 28, 29, and 30. It's $597 for the month of, of June. Price is going to go up after that. If any of this resonated with you and you like and trust me, then just go a step further, and I'm telling you, buy the ticket, get your butt to Dallas, Texas, spend a Friday and a Saturday in a nice hotel at the Marriott in Addison, Texas, and just say yes to it. You will leave, if you're a learner, you will leave changed. I promise you that, just like it did me. Thanks, buddy. I'll see you all down the road. I enjoyed it. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how you need more money.